I'm Don. I'm Colleen. And this is Austin and the A-Train. So Colleen, what are we doing today? Today, we are going to brainstorm how we would make a Pride and Prejudice adaptation in the Christmassy world of Hallmark movies. Yeah, so... We kind of feel like we've we're all we're all about bringing Austin into the main world and seeing how it relates and talking about how Austin is a little bit timeless in its own manner. And I feel like with both modern interpretations, we were kind of we were kind of let down a little bit. So I think what would be a good way is figure out a uh, a way that like okay, so you guys could even just get a sense of like what do we think. And yes, by the way, both of us are drinking hot chocolates with many marshmallows in it, or at least Woo! I have many marshmallows in mine. Anywho, so Colleen, okay, anyway. we have to think about what keeps, so I think we have to do, normally we would summarize, but I think what we need to do is actually summarize what makes Austin Austin and what makes Hallmark movies Hallmark movies. Sorry, I agree. Hallmark Christmas movies, Hallmark Christmas movies. I think you yes. have a little bit more experience with the world of Hallmark Christmas movies than I, I do. I think so, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so can you summarize the essential elements of like a Hallmark Christmas movie? So, I mean, first things first, you have to have big city blank meets small town blank. Usually, it's a Christmas tree farmer meets, like, big city lawyer or big city investment banker. So that's, like, a given. Usually, they're living in New York because apparently Hallmark movies forget there's literally any other city. And, like, the one we just reviewed, um, Darcy Fitzgerald, Fitzwilliam, could have totally lived in Chicago. That would have made so much more sense. Like, but... Anyway, yeah. it has to be New York City. <laughs> Apparently. It's weird, though. It's, like, never L.A. or anything like that. I kind of want to see, like, what someone from L.A., like, trying to survive on a Christmas tree farm would be like. Because I feel like people in L.A. I'm sorry. I'm an East Coast girl. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like people in L.A. are, like, it's 75 degrees out. Let me get my turtleneck in long underwear on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, okay, so I just looked up Hallmark Christmas movie formula meme, and there's a lot there. Okay, so what do we... I mean, mostly white people is apparently the biggest um, pet peeve people have, because, I mean, they all kind of look alike. They're very white movies. Like I said, I think I compared the actor to Luke Bennett was like, I think he's an Ohio 10, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay. I found, like, a Hallmark Christmas movie plot generator. So, big city, either lawyer, writer, baker, interior designer, early 2000s actor you forgot about, Um, usually career-oriented, usually a woman, recently single, um, world-weary, and or with the wrong guy if they're not single. They return to their small town at Christmas time to either inherit something, to enter a folksy contest, to stop some corporate closure, to save the family business, to appease their sassy friend or widowed parent, or also just, um, they have it, bonus points if they have not been back home in a few Christmases and their family guilts the crap out of them. And then, of course, they magically fall in love with a sensitive guy in plaid, or fall in love with an old flame, or in the case of Prejudice and Mistletoe, fall in love with their old high school rival, with some guy and his dog, also another one, with the single dad and his precocious child, with with Christmas, the town, and some guy. And also the old man in town might actually be 
the real Santa Claus. Now, of course, you have some other elements thrown in. There's usually a lot of, like, caroling going on, some type of Christmas-related disaster that the main character has to deal with, some annoying best friend who has no personality, etc., etc. Okay. We could talk about just Austin in general. What's So thank you for summarizing up. Aus, not Austin, that's my job, sorry. Hallmark Christmas movie plots, like, what has to be there? Okay, and I'm guessing the Christmas activities also have to include, like, building a snowman, decorating cookies, and decorating the Christmas tree. Lots of decorating. Can you imagine if, like, what if there was, like, a minimalist, like, character in a, Chris, in a Hallmark Christmas movie? <laughs> like, what if they tried to yeah. put a minimalist character? Like, a Marie, like, not even Marie Kondo, but one of those people that are, yeah. like... Let's have, st- like, Melania Trump-style decoration. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyway, so, let's... All right, so, Colleen, shall we talk about what makes Pride and Prejudice Pride and Prejudice? Um, I mean, I'd say, of course, you have the love story. Because, uh-huh. like, it's not Pride, Pride and Prejudice without the love story. But I'd also say mm-hmm. that you need to have the, I guess, either, like, class... I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the words. The economic disparity, I guess. Okay. Like the difference, like you have to have the difference I guess the difference in status between Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth. There has to be some type of like major difference there. Like maybe she's middle class and he's super rich or something like that. There needs to be some type of disparity between the two of them that okay. would make them think that they're not good enough they're not a good match the major tension has to come from miscommunication yes because even when we're talking about either darcy and elizabeth it's miscommunication because they thought they hated each other or bailey Mm -hmm. and jane it's because they weren't communicating there was that was like uh, also caused by miscommunication yes okay i 100 percent agree with that Um, i think too i think you don't have to keep all of the side characters, but I think having a little bit of the zaniness yeah. in there is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I think you also need to have... Because you have the A plot, which is Darcy and Elizabeth, but you also have to have the, some type of B plot with Jane and Mr. Bingley. Uh-huh. I think keeping Collins... I think, like... I personally find that, like, Charlotte settling for Mr. Collins is key to the plot because the idea is... I think so, too, because she's a cautionary tale that way. Well, she's a cautionary tale as well as, like, she presents what was normal of the time and she found if if you want to... So, like, traditionally, the novel's plot is is looking at marriage can be... Marriage should be about happiness. That's the traditional theme. Mm -hmm. I personally interpret it as because art is to its interpreter what's the what's the famous phrase artist for the people who interpret it or something like yes, that yes something like yeah. that artist to the people who interpret it um now someone on reddit is gonna be like okay and quote us on that we know you and then i'm just gonna get excited that someone noticed me on reddit <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> dawn will be excited and i'll be like what are you trying to say there buddy I'm just going to be like, someone had a feeling about a thought that I had. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think you also have to have Lady Catherine. I feel like that's oh, always... Oh, the snooty bitch. I feel like, yeah. yeah. I feel like you always have to have a Lady Catherine and or um, a Carolyn Bingley. 
where you just have like this snooty woman who's just like you're not good enough to be with Darcy for whatever reason I don't, I don't think it has to be an economic disparity I think there definitely has to be something different like it could be like a job inequality like they work in a hospital and you know Darcy is the top surgeon like the head of surgery and Elizabeth Bennett is like a nurse or something like that where it's not necessarily I love I have friends who are nurses and friends who are doctors and I think they all are amazing but I feel like there's always like this disparity between the two I don't know maybe that's just my interpretation from watching too many episodes of Grey's Anatomy and Scrubs but I mean I again like I also have people who are either in med school on to becoming doctors are doctors or are nurses and I think Mm -hmm. that disparity there's plenty of doctors who see like nurses as their equals Mm -hmm. but I think that there is that there genuinely is that old stigma of like yeah so I think that is something that definitely needs to get breaking down and then I think like sometimes even nurses may look at doctors like may look at doctors and like and be like they think they're so great but yeah yeah, I think I think you just hit the nail on the head there has to be some type of stigma that's Uh the reason why Darcy doesn't think Lizzie is suitable yeah and then as I was saying before like art is belongs to its interpreter is I think the theme that I think we agree on this correct me if I'm wrong, is more, the more modern theme is Elizabeth needs to find her own happiness. Or you need to find your own happiness. Yeah, and that's what we saw in Bridget Jones, where she had to learn to be happy with herself before she could be happy with somebody else. Which is why, like, honestly, I think, I don't think it's an, I don't think it's an interpretation of Pride and Prejudice. I think Bridget Jones is definitely something inspired by. Yes, it is loosely based off of or inspired by. Loosely. Loosely. Yeah, very loosely. loosely. <laughs> very, very loosely. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we have to keep some zany characters. It has to of be course. set somewhat in a small town. Of course. Of course. All right. Now, can we change up... Now, here's some of the propositions that I make to change up the Hallmark formula. Because this is also an issue in Austin. Granted, Austin is... I think we got to add some diversity to this. Like... I agree with that. And whether that's, like, both... I think that includes both racially as well as adding in more LGBTQ representation. Like, because... Yeah. Even I mean, with, we love Jane, but... Yeah. But... Yeah, there's, like, no... There's no diversity. And I, I think that, like, there needs to be more warm, fuzzy Christmas movies for all people. Or, like... Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's have a warm... You could have a warm, fuzzy Hanukkah story. Or a warm, fuzzy Diwali story. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, yeah, that's another thing I forgot to mention in the Hallmark Christmas movies is that they're super heteronormative. It's Uh always a straight couple. And it's always... It's... Not always. It's usually a white couple. Or at least presenting as white. And also, I feel like the girls are always, like, really, really pretty. And then, like, the guys are always just kind of like, eh. Like, yeah, the guys are always average. Ohio average tens. to good looking. Uh, oh, te- yeah, Ohio tens. Which yeah, I feel like the state of Ohio is going to come after me. All right, the state whatever. of Ohio is going to sue this podcast. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. But uh, what are they going to sue us for? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I'm so, okay here. You can have a you can have a Werther's original that was in my nightstands. Like, <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, so keeping that in mind, so we want to add in more different, maybe some, like, people of color, people from different backgrounds. Yes. And then we want to see if we can add in some LGBTQ representation, especially because I heard that, like, there was some talks. I haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. but the I've heard there's been some issues in the, the happiest 
season or whatever the um, oh, no. the Kristen Stewart lesbian Christmas movie. Oh like, god, I now I gotta some, look it up. Yeah, I've heard there's been some disparity because like one of the couple, like the couple was kind of toxic, and it's just like one of those Aww. like we wanted like they wanted like this oh, one no. kind of fuzzy. You just want a nice, happy LGBTQ couple. Yeah, I think the pr- because I think the premise has to do with like one of, like one of the girlfriend's parents doesn't know that she's gay, and so that leads to some toxic behavior. Uh, and I feel like they could have done the whole like we don't know that she's gay, and she learns how to approach her parents about it. I think they could have done it in like a uh, more wholesome way. Mm-hmm. I love how on Shit's Creek the way that they dealt with okay so spoiler alert for Shit's Creek please fast forward after this um but there's um I'll try to keep it as vague as possible but I'll um, edit David, in a minute time if you want me to <laughs> yes um so David Rose is like part of the whole family it's it's a pretty uh it starts as a pretty typical like riches to rags type of story but anyway so um David, who's the son, is pansexual, and he falls in love with this guy named Patrick, and Patrick, upon meeting David, kind of realizes that he's gay, um, and he falls in love with David, and it's, like, really cute, but then David's, um, not David, um, Patrick's parents come to town, and he had recently been engaged to a woman before he just up and moved and obviously broke off the engagement. So his parents had no idea that he was like even questioning himself. And I just love how they deal with it. So they're engaged and like um, David's parents meet up with Patrick's parents and David's parents accidentally kind of out Patrick. And his parents no. at first are, well, no, it's really cute because his parents are like, oh my god, like, was it something we did? And at first you're like, oh my god, are they gonna think that they did something to make him gay? And of course, and, like, um, David's parents are super, like, were super respectful when they found out their son was pansexual. They're like, we just want you to be happy. Like, whatever. Good for you. Um, so they're like, well, no, like, it, it has nothing to do with how he's raised, you know, blah, 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 blah. And his parents just go, no, no, no. What? We, we, we don't care that he's gay. We, we're just so sad that he didn't feel like he could tell us. Was, was it because we were so close with his fiance? And let me tell you, I do not cry. And this is a comedy. And I cried so much at how sweet that was. Aww. I know. That's so sweet. I know. Oh, my gosh. Like, ugh, even if you don't like Shit's Creek, like, you have to watch just that scene. And then... He has this whole moment where he doesn't realize that um, David's parents accidentally outed him, and he, like, breaks it to his parents, and his parents are like, we think David is a lovely guy, and he would be a great partner, because they're actually in business together, and he's like, yeah, you know, he's actually a great partner just all around, not just in the business, and it was just so sweet, and they, they're like, oh my god, like, we love you so much, and then they held, like, pay for the wedding, it's so cute, oh my god. Oh my god, it's so cute. But yeah, that's like my favorite right. way for them, for uh, like people to deal with that sort of topic because that's what yeah. should happen. Right. So the other thing that I forgot about um, that I forgot to mention is I think to make it Pride and Prejudice, you have to have the Wickham betrayal. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. You have which is to what have Bridget that. Jones got right and Pride and Prejudice got wrong. No, Pride, Pride, Pride and Prejudice and, and Mistletoe. Mistletoe got wrong. Obviously, the original Pride and Prejudice got it very wrong. Jane, <laughs> Jane, what are you doing, woman? Get it together. Jane Austen didn't write her novel right. Yes, she did not. Come on, woman, get it together. 
Okay. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. I was up late working. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's my own fault. But there's a reason why I haven't... Uh, this is my third cup of tea that I'm drinking right now. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giggly. It's um, bad. It's fine. Okay. So we have to have the tension... So we have to have class tension. We have to have tension between miscommunication. We have to have a little bit of zany characters. Um... Wickham, we have to have some snooty bitch, whether that's Caroline yep. Bainley or... And um, or Lady Catherine. And or Lady Catherine. Preferably both. Yes. And You have to have, have to Charlotte have the, and Mr. Collins. We have to have Charlotte and Mr. Collins, and we have to have the Wickham. Yes. You have to have the Wickham betrayal. Yeah, I think the... How many was that? That was like five, that's right? Six. Six? I can count. That's yeah, okay. Um, so that was six. So that's that's a lot. That is a yes. lot. If, but I think it's what a lot. But I feel like you need at least most of those things to make a good retelling. Like a good retelling doesn't have to have everything, and of course you can change some things up. And I but, think like yeah, like you don't have to spend as much time on the call. I don't think you have to spend as much time on the Collins thing, but I think it has mm-hmm. to be at least like a, a little bit of it. Yeah. And then I like I think you could nix either Caroline or Caroline Beanley or. Lady Catherine, but I think there has to yeah. be some kind. Even Bridget Jones had a snootiness. Um, the mm-hmm. Darcy, uh, Mark Darcy's fiance, for, I forget her yeah. name. I wanted more of her. Like, yeah, she just seemed like the worst. I know, like Mark Darcy. I love Mark Darcy so much. I love Mark Darcy too. Okay, Bridget right. Jones ain't that bad. So I started a little yes. bit on an idea. Okay, so the premise is. I, is okay. So we're gonna keep Darcy as a woman because I like that idea. So Darcy Fitzgerald is an investment banker who was born in Maine but now lives in New York City, and his high school rivals with Luke. Because again, I kind of like the idea. Of, I I like the idea of gender swapping them. Yeah, and I like the idea of them having a history before they met each other, and mm-hmm. not just like overhearing each other at a party. I imagine that Luke was something like the high school quarterback or something. Maybe. Like, or, like, complete jock. So, Luke... Because you know Darcy was totally the theater kid. I, Darcy, Darcy was either the theater kid or the art kid. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you anyway, you know he was not going to the football games and such. No. no. Um, Luke was, like... I feel like Luke is someone who, like, where he could be down to his studies, but he also likes to have a good time. Like, yeah. All right, so, the Bennetts run... So it takes place in Meryton, Maine, because I feel like whenever people do these like cheeky interpretations, you have to include the original names, like other because yes. it's like, ha ha, and like keep in mind it's Hallmark, so we have to keep a little bit of cheese in it. Yes. Okay, so the Bennetts actually run the Lawnborn Christmas Tree Farm, which is in the town oh of God. Meryton, Maine, which is on a lake. And what mm-hmm. Luke wants to do is open up a brewery. There he has go. never left his hometown. Um, I yep. I couldn't think. I figured I would make. I figured I would make Kyle a boy because I was uh, not Kyle. Lydia a boy because I just wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Jane, I figured I would keep a girl. Yeah, because then her and Carol Bingley. Yeah. Can fall in love. Okay, we'll get to Carol Bingley. I'm sorry. All right. I got so then. Myself. Carol Bingley, I wanted to go with something that was like Charles, but I also wanted to have some kind of like Holly or like Carol or like 
Noel <laughs> kind of name in it because it's still Hallmark. Noel. So what I came up with is Carol Bainley is Darcy's BFF. I figured what if we made her a city girl because we also talked about last week about, you know, like how, like, how come the city kids never get a say? Where, like, she grew up in the city but maybe dreams about that country life because I think mm-hmm. that is all. Knowing a few people who grew up in this, who grew up in cities and it ended up moving to either rural areas or, like, um... Like the suburbs. Yeah. Like, I've yeah. heard of people doing that, and, like, I feel like that doesn't really get represented as much. Like, yeah, I agree with that. City, yeah. Because city I think... people who want to move out. Like, people who were born in the city and want to move out, not people yeah. who grew up in the suburbs. Like... Yeah, not um, people who want to grow up in the... Who grew up in the suburbs want to go yeah. to the city and then come back to the suburbs. So I originally put born and bred in the Upper East Side, but I'm willing to change that to, like, what if, like, was born in Queens and then, like, their parents, like, made a really... Like, but then they got their parents got rich or like they got rich off investing and now live in the upper east side like i'm willing to that but i think no matter what i think carol bainley has to have grown up in new york city yeah i agree definitely not yeah we could also make it that like carol and darcy were like best friends in college or something because that's a pretty common reason to like leave your hometown is to like go off to college and then you just move on yeah, I mean, I figured Darcy could have gone to Columbia, or mm-hmm. I figured that, or she could have gone to Wharton, like, yeah. or something like that. I figured that no yeah, matter Darcy what... Yeah, Darcy could go to Columbia, and meanwhile, Luke, like, couldn't afford to go to a college like that, so he went to, like, a local school. I figured, like, University of Maine, like, he got an in-state scholarship and in-state tuition. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty common on why people wouldn't leave their hometowns, or leave, like, the state they grew up in is because they got... A local scholarship well that's something. like i i totally understand why people never leave new york state because like this suny system is amazing the suny system is so great and it's so cheap yeah like it's yeah. and there's like it's not just like in like i grew up in boston like in massachusetts like there's like three or four umasses like whereas like there's like probably over a hundred sunys for any kind of specialization that you want yeah I've what is annoying, like, though, is if if you go to one of the schools for a particular program and then you decide to change your major, you have to basically change schools. I actually know somebody that happened to, fun fact. They went to, like, SUNY Potsdam for the music program, and then they decided they didn't want to major in music anymore, so then they had to switch to, like, SUNY Plattsburgh or something for, like, speech pathology or something like that. I've heard there's one or two that you don't have to have a hardcore major, and I think it's Snoop Waltz, yeah. and I think there's, like, one other, but... Yeah. I was trying to think, like, maybe Carol could, like, have, like, a brother that could be, like, the Caroline Bainley, um... Okay. Like, I was thinking... Noel. Noel, because it looks oh. like Noel. <laughs> well, also, I feel like anyone whose name's, like, Noel is just, like, an... Ugh, get away from me. Like, right? but, but I love Noel, the host on, uh, one of the hosts for the Great British Baking Show. He's such a little oh, nugget. that's true. He's super that's weird, though. My Sorry. first introduction to Noel on, from the Great British Baking Show, um, was on the IT crowd where he just plays this super goth guy. Uh-huh. Like, so goth cannot go out in the sun, so pale he will burn to a crisp. Oh. Yep. Anyway, he's a sweetheart, but moving on. Sorry. Okay. Um, I think that... Oh, and by the way, I figured, like, Carol and Jane could be, like, a lesbian couple. I kind of want more. Mm -hmm. I'm open... 
I personally am open to any of these characters being trans, but I wouldn't want their main plot to be that they're trans. I think that's what would be nice about it, though, is that they're not, yeah. it's not their main plot. Like, like I like how Sabrina, the, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina handles one of their characters being trans. I'm sorry I keep going off on tangents. Again, I'm really tired. Um, it's okay. That's but fine. yeah, where it's just like, this person is trans. Well, and I think, Moving like, okay, on. if, like, Kyle Bennett happens to be trans and, like, just chills after a hard day on the Christmas tree farm and, like, takes off his work shirt and is wearing a binder and is, like, chilling and is, like, drinking a beer, I don't think that's, like, a big issue. Yeah. Like, I think that's just, like, showing, like, the normalcy of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I don't want the, re- like, because I figured, like, Darcy would be the outcast, but I don't want her being the outcast to be because she was, like, if because she was trans. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, um, I get you. Because that's not, like, there's plenty of stories out there that are, like, this person is being attacked because they're like this. I think, like, we just need more representation yep. of that. Um, as far so as races go, I am totally up for any interpretation of anything. I figured that the yep. Bennets, and this is coming from someone who was born and bred in New England, like, the Bennets being one of those families that have lived in that in their hometown for hundreds of years. Like, they have a hometown yes. that, like, Meriton, Maine, has been there for, like, 300 years. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that plot. Yeah, and so, like, oh, there's always been a Bennet at Longbourn, at the Longbourn Christmas Tree Farm, and there will always mm-hmm. be a Bennet at the Longbourn Christmas Tree Farm. And then... Yeah. Um, Luke wants to open up and start his own IPA brewery. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. What if um, to include some diversity? Like Carol Bingley um, uh-huh. is Jewish, so this is their first time experiencing Christmassy stuff. Because uh-huh. there's a lot. Christmas like gets thrown in your face. It does. It does. And then so- they like, and you could have like a teaching moment where like. Carol Bingley shows Jane about like the Hanukkah traditions and the history and all that stuff. Okay, um, so per- Carol Bingley could be Jewish. I was also up to the inter- interpretation that the Bingleys could be Asian. Um, okay. Or like we could change the name to Lee or Bing, and like they could be Asian. Like, because um, again, I think like if we were to change the race, I think some of Unless we're like saying that they're af- that they're black, I think like some of the names would have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I figured that like the Mr. Collins character could just be like a t- Taylor Dosey. Yes. Oh my god, I love Taylor. And Dosey. I want like I think Wickham needs to be your stereotypical dude bro frat guy. Yeah, that's what I put. I put Walter Wickham because I don't even know what. Yeah. His, I don't even think they mentioned his first name in the book. I don't think they do either. They like. It's yeah. They never. They just say Mr. Wickham. Like, oh no, it's George. I think his name is George Wickham. George. Never mind. Okay. I like Walter Wickham though. It sounds extra. I feel like that name belongs in a Hallmark movie. Um, yes, Walter Wickham, the sleaziest of sleaze. I figured like he could be a sleaze banker who wants to invest yep. in the Lawnborn Farm and Luke's Brewery, but mm-hmm. like he like ends up like kind of pulling a Bernie Madoff on them. Like, mm-hmm. oh god, yeah, that's that. Such people like, like them. I feel like so. I figured the plot with like the Lydia or like Kyle, as I just put him in, like I couldn't think besides Luke, I literally could not think of another like male name. Um, Kyle is also a very like dude bro type of name. I shouldn't uh, say that because like we have a friend named Ky- Kyle, but I'm sorry, yeah. Kyle. 
I was friends with two Kyle. Yeah, I was like, like I think I have two friends named Kyle, but like I went still. to I went to school with a guy named Kyle, and he was like a stereotypical like surfer dude. Like I'm talking on days where like, it was totally like high tide. Like no, like what senior year on days when there was a lot when there was high tide and there were a lot of waves because we lived near the beach. He mm-hmm. would just not be in school, and we're all oh like, "Oh my gosh, he's surfing! He's totally surfing right now." That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so when I think of Kyle, I always think of that guy. Except he likes. Except he's like a main dude, like yeah. who likes hike, who like likes hiking, mm-hmm. like. Anywho, um, I figured he could be like, well, I want to save the farm and I want to work on the farm, and so he ends up putting way too much of his fa- the family investments in the Wickham, like into Wickham's yep. bank. Yep. And I figured the rivalry with Darcy could be something like they were working together, and like she nearly made he nearly made her bankrupt because like he ended up stealing the company like a comp like all of like her clients from underneath her yeah or something like that yeah or like maybe there would be something like oh we put my great uncles or like my grandparents retirement fund with him and like rot like all of the money was gone like mm-hmm. what if lady catherine is darcy's like mother i think that would work out really well yeah. And it's just like you're like I think especially with like what if Darcy was like first generation or like second generation? Like I think that could be interesting. That would explain the pressure. Yeah, like where it's I don't know where from, but I think like being like, you know what? Like mm-hmm. I worked so hard to get here. You've yeah. like you and your family like a bunch of yokels like Darcy has made it, like... Yeah, or just, like, you're a distraction. He has work to do in New York, and you're making him think about staying here. Mm -hmm. Like, she needs to, like, she needs to make more money in order to... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do stuff. Yeah. Eloquent eloquent writing over here. Okay, so we have that kind of first draft is never eloquent. It's just there. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Um, Let's see, what about Charlotte? We need a Charlotte... I like think Charlotte it could be Darcy's best friend from home, who has yeah. just, like, decided to move back because, yeah, she complained about it when she was in high school, but, like, she went away to college and realized, oh, I actually like my hometown. Wait, but what about, what if Charlotte, because, like, her whole story is kind of having to, like, settle for yeah. Mr. Collins. What if she, like, she went off to college and she tried to make it and, like, if it's set in Maine, she tried to make it in, like, Boston or something like that. You know, change up what the city is. And she, like, Portland. couldn't... she Or something. Yeah, or yeah. Portland or, like, whatever. Like, one of the local cities. And she, like, couldn't hack it because it was just too much pressure and she didn't have a support system. So then her moment of, like, settling is when she has to move back. And she could, like, work... Instead of working... Instead of marrying Mr. Collins, she could just end up, like, doing PR for the town. That's what I was thinking. It's like, what if like she yeah. ended up like working for like a town company, like that Mr. Collins runs, yeah. like, and just or like being like, oh, I couldn't hack it. I ended up not liking it. Like, sort of like what happens to Rory in the the like last episode of A Year in the Life, where she like tries to make it as a journalist and then she has to move home and just runs the town's local paper and she just kind of feels crappy about it the whole time. Well, she doesn't get paid for it, so yeah. Okay, well, I mean, Charlotte, like, 
I don't work for free now that I graduated college, and I think Charlotte would feel the same way. Yeah, I think Charlotte should um, definitely. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's the storyline with Charlotte, is, like, she tried to make it in the city. I think if, I think if we had the mixture of she didn't like it and also she couldn't hack it. Yeah. I think if we have that mixture, that would be good. And then, like, Mr. Collins, or Mr. Collins could also offer, like, Luke Bennett the job, and Luke is like, I'm I'm kind of busy, like, with the family stuff, so he's like, okay, Charlotte, do you want the job? Okay, sure. Remember how, um. And again, like I'm like I'm taking liberty. Sorry, my apologies to Amy Sherman Palladino, but this is how much I love your shows. Um, I had a dream how, where like, I became best friends with her. That's I think that is the dream. Um, remember it was how a like dream. Um, Taylor Dosey like tried to take over Luke's and tried to open up like an old time soda shop in Stars Hollow. Oh yeah. So what if he hears that Luke is opening up a brewery? It's like. And, like, his, like, this town is no place for a brewery. Like, you should open up a diner. And Luke is like, but I, think I don't want to like, open up a diner. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I think that was actually sort of a thing where in A Year in the Life. Okay, so, like, fun fact. I have most episodes of Gilmore Girls, like, burned into my brain because I was obs- <laughs> I was obs- It was, like, mine and my dad's thing to watch the show, ironically, because it's a show about a mother and daughter who are freakishly close. And I was also freakishly close with my mom. But anyway, so I have most of these episodes, like, burned into my brain. So I'm pretty sure, anyway, that in A Year in the Life, that's, like, sort of a plot where um, everyone's like, we need a bar in this town. And Taylor's like, no, no bar. So then I think they have, like, a speakeasy or something. Oh, that totally was a plot in A Year in the Life. Yeah. See, it I works. block out most of a year in the life because yeah. I didn't like it as much. And, like, yeah. Also, oh, yeah, it reminds me. In my dream, I had a couple of nights ago. But in the dream, I was, like, best friends with Amy Sherman Palladino. Um, and then we became such good friends that she said I could totally be a guest star in the new season of Gilmore Girls. So then when I woke up, I had to realize that, one, I was not friends with Amy Sherman Palladino. And two, there is no second, there is no second, um, revival season of Gilmore Girls. No, there, I mean, there's, you mean there's no third, because I think they made a second. They did. Yeah, they're making, I think it's getting released, like, in December. I don't get my hopes up for things anymore, but... Uh, okay, That's fair. Stop, stop. I don't either. I <laughs> this year s- especially, like, they've been talking about that for a year, for, like, oh, since the first one, didn't, since A Year in the Life came out, so I'm not getting my hopes up for that, but yeah. Well, I so. mean, like, Alexis Bledel is doing pretty well as an actress, like, nowadays. Yeah. Like, she... Mm-hmm. She was in ha- she was in Hands and Hand- Handmaid's Tale. I think there was a few others that she was in where like. Oh my was... god! It was so weird seeing her in Handmaid's Tale because I was like, "But you're Rory. Rory, what are you doing? Rory, what? Are you- what has happened? Rory, are you okay?" My poor husband. He had to listen to me while we tried to watch that show, and I'm just okay. like, "Rory, no." Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think something where it's like Mr. Call like it- it's not. Because I feel like with Mr. Collins, like, in the original plot, it was very sinister, her being, like, and her being like, no, I am not doing this. Like, I would never do this. Yeah. Whereas I think we're allowed to turn this, especially because we're trying to make this Hallmark-ish. Mm-hmm. I think it's allowed to be a little bit silly, where it's like, yeah, Luke, like, we would never have, um, we, sh- we should not have a brewery, which is like, I have, mm-hmm. like, 
I feel like nowadays you could like throw a quarter in the Northeast and like yeah. you would hit an IPA brewery. <laughs> like, yeah, especially in Maine, there's a lot of breweries there. And I figured what Netherfields could be is that it's on a lake town in Maine, so like one of these mm-hmm. like like one of those lake towns where you have like the rich people come up for like ski season and like mm-hmm. during the summer for the lake. Yeah, that works. Um, and then, so I figured Netherfields could be, like, one of those, like, big lake houses, which it's always been one of my part. I mean, this is my just be me <laughs> doing a self-insert, because it is my dream to have, like, a lake house like that in Maine, so. Ooh, yeah. And once, I think in my senior year of college, I tried to convince, like, 25 people I know. It was like, what if we all put each on $100 into a <laughs> savings account, and we had all just bought a house in Maine oh and could be our God. forever college party house? people said yeah let's do it and then we never did it um, i mean yeah that's kind of that's like a typical college thing of yeah let's do that it never happened that's not even a college thing that's like a real thing like that's pe- like, like an adult thing it's yeah it's like that sounds amazing let's do it and then it never happens um no, oh oh you were serious mm, i don't know i think it's like kind yeah. of weird because like i am usually that kind of serious person so like when i usually show I up know. with like the thing people are always like oh you went full out and i was like yeah you yeah. did it like, last year, Colleen and I went to a Christmas party where it was, like, Harry Potter and Christmas party, and I was the only... I, like, showed up, and you these, were like... You all decked out. I looked like I was, like, go, ready to go to, like, LeakyCon. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and that. And everyone that was else great. was just, like, wearing these, like, really, like, gorgeous, like, yeah. Everyone else outfits. was just wearing... Yeah. Everyone else was just wearing, like, the, I wore a dress with Hufflepuff colors in it. I and wore I was, a jumpsuit with the, um... With the slithering colors on it or whatever. Do you see these tiny earrings I wear? They're actually, like, Harry Potter replicas, but you can't yeah. really tell. It's like, <laughs> yep, exactly. And I was, like, all decked out, ready to go to convention, and I put on, like, this, like, it's awful and it's amazing, like, ugly Christmas sweater, yes. and I made up a, and I made up a, like, contest, and I was like, I won, <laughs> like, the ugly sweater Christmas contest, and, like, no one yes, else was wearing I remember ugly that. Christmas You're sweater. Like, I- yeah, I remember that. You were like, I have decided that I won this contest. Thank you. And, and Thank everyone, you. including the host, was just like, yes, yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just oh, appeased I me. I remember uh, last year when we could, like, have parties like that. Yeah. Those were the days. Anyway, okay. Anyway. So I think we have a good, pretty, like, outward sense of the plot. So, mm-hmm. what I think could be the initial meeting is that... Carol decides to rent a lake house out in Maine because it's too hot in New York City because it is awful to be in the summer in the city, even if you Wait, are we setting this in the summer or in winter? So I figured both because I figured there could be that little gap. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, like, there's the gap where they meet over the summer and then in the winter is when they fall in love. Yeah, and the way that the lawn-born Christmas tree farm stays afloat during the, the dry months... Mm-hmm. Is they have a Christmas in July party? Oh, oh, okay. So you know what would yeah. be really cute then? Okay, right. so Christmas in July party is where um, they meet. Carol and Jane meet. Yeah, and then Carol's just like, I'm sorry, like I don't really know much about Christmassy stuff because like I'm Jewish. I know a little bit because like I live I feel like- in the world. But then no, no, no. So then Christmas time. Jane gives, like ha- is like, hey, I made a Hanukkah bush for you. Aww. Yeah. What if we? So what if they cute. had to? Ex- okay. Like I grew up in an area that was so Catholic, like that I. Something tells me that like Jane probably has never even like 
met someone who was actually Jewish. Like, yeah. So what if like Jane thought that a Hanukkah bush was real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that would just make it even cuter. Like she hears about it on a TV show or something. She's or like, they oh. always joke about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget my Hanukkah bush or something like that. Yeah, that'd be so cute. And be... then Carol's just like, "You're trying. That's okay. not a real thing." But oh, I feel like Carol's like. I'll take it. Here's some latkes. <laughs> You're so cute. Mwah. <laughs> yes, I'll let I like you this. be this cute. Um, yeah, basically. What if, like, Carol's brother is, like... Like, he was raised Jewish, obviously, but, like, is... I, like... I feel like he could either go be really religious and just be, like, I hate all things Christmas, or mm-hmm. he could be just anti-religion in general and be like I only celebrate Festivus but like seriously actually Festivus celebrates Festivus yeah yes. I feel like either way could be really fun um, I think that could be funny yep whereas like Carol's like I, like I feel like Carol still like goes to temple and is still practicing like yeah the other thing is I, f- I wanted to make it so like okay they go up for the city and like Carol's apartment is like Carol's able to work no Darcy's able to work remote because she's like at that point in her career like where mm-hmm. if she did it remote for a week it wouldn't be a big deal um, by yeah. the way COVID-19 does not exist in Hallmark just saying um, it does not it's not exist in Hallmark it's that like is, a timeless thing where it could be pretty much any year it could be 10 years ago it could be 10 years ago year. 10 years be, from now who knows it could be 30 years ago <laughs> if you don't mention technology enough nobody knows I mean, I think the one we watched, even though it came out last year, was totally set, like, in the early 2000s, when it was like, what if we did an email blast? It was like, that was not yes. set number one. When people didn't know what an email blast was. I think their tension is, what if the Christmas, not enough, what if, like, the Christmas tension is not enough people are buying Christmas trees? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then they have to branch out to, like, other things and, yeah, like, other Yeah, and I cultures. figured at this, like, Christmas in... I figured this, like, Christmas in July thing. Mm-hmm. What if, like, that... I figured for Luke, he would be, like, want to help work it because he could start, like, being like, oh, and here's my beer. Like, Lawnborn... Yeah. Like, Lawnborn Breweries. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And, like, maybe that's how it turns into a brewery, too. Yeah, and again, I think, like, getting the money up and running to be, like... Or, like, a plot could be, like, trying to get the liquor license from Mr. Collins, like, stuff like that. Um, I think Darcy should be from Meryton, Maine. So that way they're still high school rivals. And, like, I think if Carol was just like, oh, I got a lake house, like, want to come up? And Darcy was like, sure, like, my apartment's AC is not working. I'll go up for a week, whatever. And was just like, you didn't tell me it was Maine. I thought it was, like, George. Like, oh, God, that would totally happen to you. Like, you didn't tell me where the lake house was. Well, you didn't ask. Like, you didn't, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, like, Carol's just like that. She's like, you didn't ask me. It's like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have heard to, but okay. Yeah, um, and I figured, like, that's where, like, Darcy complains about Luke. I figured that summer there could be, like, Carol really digs um, Luke's beer. Like, maybe she's just, like, a beer snob. Um, mm, mm-hmm. And so she orders a giant case, and Jane and Luke have to make deliveries themselves because yes. they're just an upstart. And so there's like a tropical, s- and there's, like, a giant storm. So, the, like, Jane getting yes, sick I love is that. actually, like, being stuck at the lake house for a few days. Yes. Oh, no, we're stuck at the lake house. Yeah, so I figured over, like, a two-week period, we could have, like, the first half of the novel. I feel like 
Darcy could go back for Thanksgiving where we kind of have that whole like you know what I do like you and Luke is like I, I'm not into you like and then like the love develops over Christmas and like Carol decides to go back because she's been texting Jane back mm-hmm. and forth and she maybe Carol mm-hmm. wants herself a country a sweet country girl like yes I like it I think yeah I think we have enough to go off of so like next Next time, I guess we'll have a scene ready, I guess. Yes, we will have a scene ready. So, here are our thoughts how we could have adapted Austin into the modern world. We'll be reading, next week you'll be getting the treat of hearing a, a scene from the radio play. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know your thoughts on it. Like, how would you do this? Yes. Like, why would you keep as far as Christmassy things, like... Would you diversify it? Would you maybe make the country people move to the city? Like, What would you add to make it a little bit more woke? Or what would you add to make it a little bit more more Hallmark? Or even more Austin? Yes. What if they're only... What if they're only... What if it was, like, at, like, Plymouth Plantation or something? Like, one of those places. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this has been Austin and the A-Train. A-Train. Colleen, you got anything to plug? Nope. So please follow us on Instagram. We are at Austin and the A-Train for all news and all things Austin. And we do love a good meme. So yes, shout out over there. All right. All right. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. Uh, all right. All right. Have a good Bye. one.